0: Hey, we're back with uh, another Whack Attack episode today. Scott and I are in the booth, and we're going to be talking about some health and nutrition. Yes, sir. Um, Scott's got some questions for me. Uh, he's asked me some questions over the years. We're going to cover off on, on some of the topics there. I'm going to share you know, my 15 years' worth of experience in the uh, um, fitness and nutrition space. It's probably the thing that I have the most experience with, uh, thousands of hours of, of practice mm-hmm. uh, outside of my professional career, which is being a software architect. So. It's the thing that I'm really the most passionate, and the most knowledgeable about, um, aside from that. And so, you know, we had a, an episode a couple of weeks back where I had said something along the lines of the gym is one hour of your day. What are you doing for the other 23 hours of your day? Yeah. Remember that? So we had some some feedback and some follow up from pe- some people in that arena, and I think some of the context maybe <laughs> was was taken out the of the internet has spoken. The internet has spoken. Yes, the internet is undefeated, <laughs> which means by the way. Uh, absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely nothing. But really, what I was trying to say is like there's the di- there's a 24 hour cycle, and that's seven days a week. And if you're in the fitness and the nutrition space, it's what you're doing each day that summarizes over the course of the week that really deliver the benefits that you get or the, you know, gains you get, the gains with a Z uh, from, you know, the nutrition perspective or the fitness perspective. And so I really think there's three uh, important things for anyone who's looking to get started. And this is mainly targeted for the people who, you know, if you're in the fitness and the nutrition space and you've been doing this for like a year or less, that's kind of what I I say is like people that are either like you've just gotten started or you're looking to get started. You're junior. Exactly, or you, maybe you just don't know where to start. It, my th- my three simple things that I could tell anyone is number one, start moving. Mm-hmm. You're in the position you're in today because you haven't moved enough. So whatever it is, walking is probably the most underrated thing in fitness. Like start moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two is prepare more. So when I say prepare more, what I'm saying is what you've what you're currently doing, is, is not working for you. Mm-hmm. So you need to start preparing more than you currently are. And I'm not saying go completely off the deep end, but that's going to enable you to have better success. Food prep, stretching, taking care time of your body, management. sleep, et cetera. Yeah. Managing your stress, things like that. And then the third thing is keep it simple. Don't do anything extravagant um, or really exotic for what you're trying to do. You need to do things that you can maintain. Week over week, month over month, year over year. And that's really important. Um, So that could be things like, you know, you don't need to cook gourmet meals for all your meals every week because you're going to get tired of of cooking Mm -hmm. uh, just if you're spending tens of hours. Or a guy
1: trying to gain. You don't have to do three shakes a day, right, and try to kill that one jug, and the next thing you know you're burnt out the next month.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's things like that, or there is overtraining. Uh, Really keeping it simple is like, Get a solid foundation in place. And a foundation is not the perfect foundation from a nutrition and a fitness perspective. It is the foundations for enabling you to start moving more, Mm -hmm. start preparing more, and for you to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Right. so if you can be in the gym or do some physical activity more days of the week than you're not, that's going to really be beneficial for you. Same thing, if you can be eating your prepared food, your <laughs> prepared food more days of the week than not, yeah. you're going to be in a good yeah, place. Yeah.
1: So if you can like feel good and perform, right? Yeah. Some people are just not feeling good and they don't show up. It's like
0: and you're not performing.
1: Yeah. And that cycle, you're you're not in a cycle and yet you're stuck in that cycle. Yes. You know?
0: And so with the the three points that I mentioned, I said start moving more one of the things that those that are new to to the fitness and the nutrition space you're going to feel at some point it's like you show up to the gym and the workout just annihilates you and over the course of the week you do that once or twice or three times and then you do that for a couple weeks on end at the end of that month you're like man i don't want to fucking do that thing anymore and so that's really what you want to try to avoid because that the negative mentality when you're actually getting in and doing the work is more of a hindrance to your uh, long-term benefits than it is for you, like what you're actually getting out of destroying yourself in those sessions.
1: Yeah. I, I think not to cut you off, but I think you have to stay inspired, right? So exactly. It, it, people talk about motivation, this and that, but if your inspiration is to get bikini ready, but it's wintertime, well, guess what? Curtis and I are still in the gym. We're all in the gym. That's not the seasonal thing.
0: No, it's know? not. It is not a seasonal thing. And, and it's pre- your fitness and nutrition is preparing you for whatever you want to do in life.
1: Yeah, it, you're like negotiating your death. How do you want to go out?
0: Yeah, well— it, You want to be on life support,
1: right? Like, uh, uh, well, well, I'm just saying that's how serious I take it in regards to there's no clocking in and out. Like, I plan on eating Exactly. Dinner. I plan on going to the gym. Whether the lights are on or off or there's COVID, like I'm something heavy is going to be moved like, you know, repetitively.
0: Exactly. This is going to be a marathon for your life. Yeah. And so you don't want to overdo it and you don't want to underdo it. You want to keep it nice and steady. There will be cycles where where you will be doing more because you have uh, more focus or you have a goal in mind or you're trying to do something or you want to do a Spartan race or you want to compete in some CrossFit competition or bodybuilding competition or whatever, right? Yeah. You want to be a better wakeboarder. I don't know.
1: I cut you off, but we were talking about, uh, I brought up staying inspired, but you were just saying in regards to there's that certain marker, four months in, five months, and you're doing all these hard workouts, and then you just sort of feel this thing where you're like. You kind of get the I, burn. Yeah. You get burned. There, there's that point, that threshold where people are like, pull the plug. You yeah. Know, quit. This, yeah. The, the exit, you know, it's like. Uh. So
0: my, the, the, the three steps that I have, I I tell you those things because I want you to avoid that burn, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want you to go to the gym thinking this workout sucks. How am I going to get through this, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be like this forever. The negative mindset and the drain, like every time you step in the gym, if that's you, you have a, there's a mindset problem. And Mm -hmm. so what we have to do is we have to change everything around you to help contribute it positively towards this mindset Mm -hmm. because the actual most beneficial part of your day is getting to go to the gym. Yeah. Right. Because your body wants to move. It's made to move. And if you got rid of everything we've created as humans over the last hundred and fifty years, guess what you'd be doing? You'd be moving. Yeah. Right. You you'd you'd have to move to get to wherever you want to go to do whatever you want to do. And so really treat that time as like your sacred time for you to focus on yourself and for you to be a better man, a better woman, a better husband, a better father, a better brother, a w- better sister, whatever. Yeah, mm. be a better human. And so when I say start moving, obviously there's the need to move more because you're not moving. But then I say prepare more. And so this is where you can really help yourself from a perspective around the burnout aspect of the gym. Mm. If you prepare more to be in the gym, you will actually get away from the burnout aspect. Yeah. And so a lot of times, let, let, let's think about this for oh, a second. Let,
1: let me Let me add. So for me, because I'm a, not a crossfit olympian um that would be having my headphones charged because there's times where i go to the gym and i don't want to be there and if my headphones aren't freaking charged and i can't have music blast my eardrums out to crazy levels then i almost want to skip the workout I'd rather just go shoot hoops for a little bit and just sort of be lazy that day so i'm just saying like your your thing of like your preparation will help with longevity that's exactly right i Everything is charged shoes. I have multiple pairs of socks and you know what I mean? Like I have outfits. They're matched. Like I it's uh, I if if,
0: if Goggins were here, he'd be schooling you right now. For sure.
1: (laughs) And also like, you know, nothing against that guy. But um, I'm super happy. So what are you going to do when you don't have any headphones? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't be a little poopy pants, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) So what you going to fucking do? Preparation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the the preparation aspect, so that's one piece, right? Preparation can be multiple things. Oh, it's huge. So just for, I'm just going to speak to like the individuals, right, where it's just you focusing on yourself, and then I talk about those that are like maybe ahead of a household or helping run a family. Teams or groups. Yeah, so as an individual, you got to think, am I eating enough for the day? Okay, we're not even going to talk about quality quality of the food.
1: Calories, protein, X, Y, Z. Am I
0: eating enough to feed the movement that my body needs to do and my body's uh, basal metabolic rate. Yeah, requiring. Exactly. Am I hydrated enough? And hydrated enough is just not drinking water. That is getting the vitamins and minerals that your body needs to function. Mm-hmm. Um, then it you talk about how well am I recovered? So this could be uh, how much are you sleeping? Okay. This could also be your stress levels. I could be a, a very stressful job. Coming up with tactics to help you sort of mitigate the stress um, in smaller amounts during the day. So, like if you're, if you have a really packed day and you work, you know, a solid six or seven hours, maybe like if most of those are meetings or something of the sort, or you have really mental, uh, a mentally strenuous job like I have, give yourself the breaks. So, you know, work for 40, 45 minutes, give yourself that 15 minute break, get outside, take a lap around the building, get up and move, maybe do some stretching. just kind of give your body that, that mental break. And if you find yourself when you're doing those things, like you're not allowing your mind to um, get away from what you were just doing, just be mindful of it and try to like allow yourself to just decompress for a small second. And so all of these things that you can do from a recovery perspective, from a nutrition perspective, from a preparation, like plugging your headphones in or making sure that you have, you know, clothes you like to wear to the gym, like that, like that sounds silly, but But it's it's so fucking when when that burn that you're talking about that's the
1: only reason i was bringing it up it's like the littlest of things you know what i mean like i am dialed so when my human body wants to tap out my mind's like yeah but like look what we've done yeah like all you have to do is show up and then like i click in and after i do like a couple a little bit of something it's like 50 minutes is gone and i'm like i wish i could stay longer but i have work to do you know and like my friends are just waking up you know i'm just like
0: you know exactly Winning. so all these are just examples of preparation so speaking to the individual getting yourself ready to the time you like step foot in the gym is important so you want to be there well fed well recovered rested rested as as much as possible within reason yeah and you want to have everything ready so when you're when you're moving in the gym you're being successful with your movement and for you you know, like this this could be how you feel like you're going to, you're going to see yourself in a mirror. If if you don't like the clothes you're wearing, you know, get some different clothes. Yes. If you want some different shoes, get some different shoes. If you need headphones, get some different headphones. Like, like the whole purpose of of movement and being in the gym is taking care of yourself. And so everything around that you're going to need to do because while you're there, you want to be solely focused. You you don't want anything to distract you. So be focused in on the movement that you're doing. Hey, to that point though, (coughs) real quick. For some people, let's say you're a
1: shape that you don't like and you're wearing those clothes and you don't like how they fit. Instead of going and buying new clothes, it might be part of an inspirational thing or a, a personal measurement where you're just like, hey, this thing was like this after two or three months. Now all of a sudden it's a little looser fitting. I have some friends that are a little heavier and they're just like, yeah, man. You know what I mean. This might look like a hunk of junk, but to them, they're just like, "Oh, this is my measuring stick." You I'm just speaking
0: mean? in very general terms, no, so this may or may not apply. No, no, but, but, yeah, but yeah. I'm
1: just saying, there's heavy people that, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like, you know, even starting out too. It's just like next thing you know, they're just like super happy doing right. this. I'm the opposite. But Like, even, like but even, they can't
0: even put their belt on anymore because the holes are not yeah. uh, short enough, right? Because they've lost a bunch I'm of weight. I'm just
1: trying to relate because for me, I'm like, I want to be tight fitted. If my pants are sort of sagging, I'm like, oh, no, I'm losing weight. I'm not bulking. But it's like I have to know that 99% of the people I talk to are dying to lose weight. They would love to be able to eat whatever they want to eat, you know? Yeah. And so that whole journey, um, anyways, I, it's exciting to start, even I, though it's hard for some people.
0: Write that down. Grab your grab your marker and write it yeah. down. Um, uh, approach to dieting because mm-hmm. I want to talk about that at the end cause I listened to a wonderful podcast on this and it, it was the best way I think I've ever heard somebody put together what is the optimal way for humans to diet mm-hmm. based on my experience that I know. And I basically said, can I bullshit fact check what this person's saying? And I was like, everything that was in there checks up. Oh my God. My, my brain was just like the, mm-hmm. Light bulbs. The, the nirvana mm. of like, wow, somebody finally put this into words. I know.
1: It's satisfying the puzzles, right? You're just like, <gasps> the
0: puzzle pieces, you saw all it, of you them the math, the 10,000 pieces put together yeah, at once. That's so,
1: how I feel with like uh, lyrics and, and music and stuff, too. Yeah. So we'll cover that part. We'll from go Paul's back so to that. You know, at but the yeah.
0: End. So coming back to Yeah, you getting know, dialed in, being prepared to be in the gym. Yeah. Prepared, this, this could be a variety of things, but anything that's going to contribute towards negativity in the gym, we want to try to remove that. Yeah. And so once you're in the gym, Okay, this is your time to shine. So, if somebody's new, newer, mm-hmm. right, a year or less in the fitness and nutrition space, you're in the gym, and so you're moving more than you have been. So that's a positive. But while you're in the gym, and we're kind of getting into some of the more like intermediate, and advanced topics, you really need to have a plan mm-hmm. for what you're doing in the gym. And so uh, it, that usually comes in the form of a concept called programming. Programming is like what is the workout that's being written for you to do. Mm-hmm. If you're newer, I recommend group-based fitness. Yeah. Here's why. If you're not as prepared, but you're kind of prepared or you're unprepared and you show up, you're going to suffer, but you're going to suffer with people around you, so you might push yourself harder. Mm-hmm. And there's also some level of accountability where you might make friends with those people, to be honest with you. My experience over the last 12 years, most of my friends that I have now are from people in the CrossFit space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because like they're, those are the types of people I want to hang out with. Lifestyle. I, yeah, lifestyle. Line. I see them go through the trials and tribulations. And so it's a really good way to also meet people, but it's a good way to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And so group-based fitness also has a pre-made workout for you, so you don't have to think about what you're going to do. You just show up and something's already ready for you. For people that are new, that's great. Mm-hmm. So going yeah. into the third piece, right, keeping it simple, simple part. I was about to say, so that's simple. And then also you get the community, which is huge. Yes, so the, the keeping it simple aspect You don't have to know how to do a workout. Show up. You can just show up. You have a coach that's going to be there. They're going to help you through the movements. Not all coaches are created equal, right? So you will find, if you're an intellectually savvy person, but maybe you don't have experience in the health and fitness space, you will find that some coaches are better than others, and you're going to find that... The good coaches are really actually hard to find. Mm-hmm. So when you find one that's really good, you're just going to kind of gravitate and stick with them. And also I think what would be a good point to add here too is that, you know, when people go to the gym, I think they're afraid to ask questions or they're afraid to like talk to people, right? Cause they, they feel like they're new. But when you're in a group-based setting, like part of working out is getting to know people and getting to meet them and say hi, et cetera. And so um, it's a little bit um, less pressure, Right. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to constantly feel like you have to figure everything out and you can ask for help without having to look like or feel like, you know, you're inconveniencing that person that you're asking. Man, I'm really glad you said that. So just as a a fitness coach myself, um, you know, I have a a CrossFit cert. Not that that's anything special, but I've coached classes uh, for a variety of time. People want help. They're dying for help. There's a level of intimidation when you're in the gym. And I think that, you know, sh- you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to like go up to people and ask them once or twice, or also look like an idiot when you kind of like ask somebody a question, they don't hear you cause they have headphones on, go up to people and ask mm-hmm. like the worst they can say is no. But really if you're not in a group based fitness setting where you can't ask a coach directly and there are no dumb questions when it comes to fitness, because if you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't know, you might end up getting hurt. So I'd rather you ask a dumb question than hurt yourself. Um, but, but there are no dumb questions if you don't know. Yeah, but therefore, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's all- I got tripped up on my words there. That was a, a, a big mistake for me. There are no dumb questions because even if your question, everybody else knows it, but you don't, I want to answer that question for you because I don't want you to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And so even if you think it might be dumb, still ask the question mm-hmm. because it's better that you can come back the next day and for three or four days the next week, then for you to be hurt and be out for a while.
1: Consequences can be injuries, and some injuries you never really, like, get all the way back from.
0: Correct. Um, a lot of people do, but it... I'm just saying
1: backs <coughs> and knees,
0: right? Like, it's worth yeah. it
1: you raise your 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 hand and ask a question. Yes. That's all I'm yeah. saying.
0: Like, nothing crazy. So, and that's another piece, right? When, when I we talk about keeping it simple, uh, if you really don't know how to move your body, and there's a, a key distinction here, if you played a lot of sports... if you're you're athletic and you're younger yeah um you can just move yeah you can you can really coachable yeah and you probably have some experience so when when they're talking about movements or movement patterns or ranges of motion yeah you're gonna have some understanding and your body's gonna have some familiarity in those positions and probably get excited but people who haven't done sports it's like uh, exactly so uh, there's a couple of people that i had coached um, who had no experience and if you can identify that you're one of those people, you probably need a lot more help than yeah. you think. Hands on, and it's a lot more hands on. So group based fitness, uh, group based fitness might not necessarily be the best option for you. It could be a starting point. But you might need some more one-on-one work, and so and what's do a good need, solution for that?
1: And even do it in hybrid, right? I'm sure maybe some days you can go do that, and then try to get one-on-one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I feel like it doesn't always have to just be. You one could or do the two other. or
0: three group classes a week and two or three personal training sessions a week. So, if you're looking for some one-on-one help, there are personal training. Uh, pretty much, at any, there is personal training at just about any gym you're yeah. going to go to. That is going to get you the help you need, and the. With one-on-one with somebody who's going to help develop you to a stable baseline, where then that baseline is going to allow you to then continue to grow yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the three rules here. Yeah. And so really the keep it simple part is uh, I want to like emphasize, don't do anything extravagant with your diet. Don't do anything extravagant with your preparation. Don't do anything extravagant with your workouts. Don't do anything extravagant by changing everything in your life at the flip of a switch because it's it's very 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 few people can do that yeah that it should be
1: self-explanatory most people should know you know you can't just you know do a lifestyle change
0: but when people you know they 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 go down this route they're like it's january 1st i made a new year's resolution i'm doing all this stuff that's great that you have the the temporary will and drive and motivation it's just not practical (laughs) It's not practical because we want you to be able to do this for the next year, five years, ten years, and for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so if if whatever you're adopting today, you can't adopt tomorrow and next year and five years from now and ten years down the road from now, it's not going to work for you. Correct. And so that's my litmus test for anybody who's getting into fitness and nutrition is this thing you want to adopt and do right now, can you continue to do this? Replicate. Can you replicate this, and and do you have the honesty to answer that question? And I'm not saying that you can't do this thing, but maybe um, what you're trying to do right now, that's something that you start doing next year.
1: Yeah, it's almost like living beyond your means. If it's financial, it's like some people are just like, I want this, and we're just like, or you're just like, I don't. I know you, and I don't think you 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 have the potential to, but the dedication might not be there.
0: Yes, and so the plan, right? If there's a if there's a ten step plan ramp. Don't go to step three when you're at step one, right? Do step one and then step two, and then you're prepared for step three.
1: Hey, this is a little bit of a segue, but I was just going to say, Curtis, I think this is a great topic is as someone who's like, um, OG with the, with the workouts, if you will, um, what do you think, or what do you feel about the health and workout industry for lack of better terminology and how there's so much guidance and and memberships through social media platforms my question is so people that just offer all these services online do you think that's the same as going in and doing group or one-on-one with someone who's (laughs) that's a great question that that is i I can't say it's billions but i feel like it's millions and millions and millions of dollars are being generated from people that are just sort of
0: that's behind a a filter that's a really good question showing you what to do that's an amazing question i'm going to answer that question really quickly yeah from the simplicity perspective, and I'm going to tie this in for you, Yeah, if you can't do group-based fitness all right, and you're in the gym and you do all your preparation to be in the gym, you need to have programming for what you're going to do in the gym. If you're starting out, the easiest thing for you to do is start learning how to move your body is um, working on cable and pulley machines because there's the least risk of developing an injury on those machines because they really control the movement plane mm-hmm. for how your body is allowed to move. Moving a barbell that is a free weight, f- free weight and uncontrolled re- weight requires the most uh, uh, skill set yeah. to know how to move it effectively, efficiently, and safely. And so uh, that's my recommendation is to get some programming. And if you don't have programming, you know, you want to work Uh, Your sets, I would say you want to be in the four sets per movement, eight to ten rep range, and you want to be working towards failure. Failure is where you can't do another repetition Mm -hmm. um, near the end of each set. And I like to do full body training splits. Uh, Full body training splits are where you're doing one muscle group per day for your entire body, and you're doing that over the course of four or five days of the week. So you're actually getting the total volume in on a weekly basis. So what about So to answer no no no, hold on. So to answer your question yeah, online of all the physical, online folks.
1: Yeah, they're all everyone's a professional now.
0: When you want to get programming from somebody, everybody wants to provide you with something because it's a subscription, it's recurring revenue for them. The model as somebody in the fitness profession or the nutrition profession, there is not enough volume in a single entity, so like a single lifetime, that might be a very rare stipulation where some people may be able to make a decent amount of coin or like a 24-hour fitness or a Vasa mm-hmm. or a, a Villa Sport um, or Crunch or whatever, or Gold's Gym. There's not enough volume in those places for those trainers to have enough one-on-one, or I'm sorry, to, to there's not enough time in the day for those trainers to do all the one-on-ones that they could possibly get their hands on and train for people. But if they write people's programming for them and they charge people, hey, I'm going to charge you twenty five dollars a month, and they sell it online. Suddenly, those people that are in the fitness space, instead of making forty to sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, these people can make, you know, ninety to one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. So customized workouts. So when you see these people online that are peddling their fitness app that they put together that allows you to work out with them and do their workouts it's really no different than like them being a personal instructor in a group-based fitness class, but they're just providing you with the workouts and you're just paying on a subscription per But
1: if it is customized, cause we can't speak, like we can't speak in generalities, but I'm just saying, I'm sure that maybe X amount percent, percentage of the Instagram ladies or men or both or everyone in between, uh, they might do some homework and try to customize it, whether they're paying a friend or chatGbt or Curtis or doing it themselves to customize it to that person. That's one thing. I just wanted to see if some you, of them you say if it's not in person, then blah 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 blah. But you're saying if it's customized, then you know participating with someone online and their services, can be proper. So,
0: so I'm thinking about when when you say people like that. I'm thinking about the Ryan Fisher's of the world, right? I see. Right, I don't even know right. who that is. Jim Ryan, is. Uh, okay. ch- chalk, perf- er, chalk, uh, C- CrossFit chalk, and chalk performance. Easy for him to say. <laughs> and then you got <laughs> and you got people like Jana Breslin, okay, who who's pushing her on workout apps. Or there's a variety of other people yeah. that do the same thing. These people are pushing like so. Ryan Fisher pushes um, workout programs, and so you align yourself with what your fitness goals are in one of his programs. Oh, okay. Ryan Fisher is is a self-made scientist, and mm-hmm. so he has really good quality um, tracks, like like training programs that you could follow. Mm-hmm. And he publishes workouts for each of those things, and so you're following along, and you have your before and your after photos for, for how you're working each of those But tracks. you're conforming into his framework. You can, you're conforming into his framework. A lot of his stuff is really good. But then you have people like Jenna Breslin, who like if you follow her Instagram account, she dabbled in fitness and then she dabbled in CrossFit and then she has her own workout with Jana app. And then she's got like, she kind of jumped on the regenerative agriculture train and she like, she cooked a whole liver on her barbecue once. And then, there's just a couple of things that she's done where I'm like, okay, this is probably not somebody that I would follow per se, but like the message is there, but how well is the programming?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if you have somebody like that where they're just, they're, visually appealing and yeah. they might not necessarily have all the knowledge and you're following one of their programming tracks that might nece- not necessarily be the best use of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like somebody like Ryan Fisher, you yeah. can model, preach and teach. I mean, you look at Ryan Fisher, he can model all the workouts. He can do all the things. He preaches what's going on. He's, he's active all the time. He talks mm-hmm. about his methodology, what he's doing and he can teach it. Mm-hmm. it that's the Mecca, mm-hmm. right? So if you, if you go into any group-based fitness gym, um, And the coach doesn't look like they can play the part. Model, preach, and teach. If you have an overweight fitness instructor, that's usually a cue that that person's probably not as good as they could be. But if you have somebody. So for your coach, the three rules are if they can. Model, preach, and teach. And if they can't. Then I would find somebody else. Continue to shop. Yes, continue to shop. Go to to a different location. Try a different gym. Try a different class time
1: in conclusion so let's say someone's just entry level thinking about doing fitness and they think that maybe they're not close enough they live in the boonies they can't get to a group group based fitness program and routines and whatnot but they have a favorite instagram gal that they really like and and they want to buy a program so if something can be somewhat customized to to their type of workout of uh, subscribing to it like an instagram fitness person can can be beneficial
0: so there's a difference between a coach an influencer and like a subscription programmer
1: and there might be someone who's all three of those things but you're right
0: so a coach is somebody who's going to work with you one-on-one but again a lot of these fitness folks who have went online yeah their whole thing is volume because they could touch more people and they can spend less time when they have to spend one-on-one time with you that's dedicated like i'm solely working with you scott you might pay me a hundred dollars an hour or something yeah That's that's an hour of my time. I can only do so many of those in a day. But if I'm pushing a a programming routine for a thousand people and I'm charging everybody 20 bucks, then suddenly, you know, do the math on that is $20,000 a month. Yeah. So when you look at what's financially well for for these trainers. Yeah, they're going to want to go to that subscription model. They're not going to want to go to the one on one model. So there's not a lot of them that are doing this really personalized one on one stuff. Okay if you do want something really personalized and you are going to a coach, like in the CrossFit space, there's a guy named Sam Smith. He runs big dogs, uh, training. I think he, he is a a really bright mind in the space. He does. And he has people that work with him that they do one-on-one trainings with, uh, their specific people. Same thing with brute strength out of Utah. Mm -hmm. But, that's different than the question, at least my interpretation of the question you asked me, which was like, what do you think of all these people that are just pushing their stuff online? Yeah,
1: no, you answered it. And, yeah. and I guess my question sort of evolved on me. It was just sort of like, I, I was sort of giving you an alley-oop to say, oh man, 99% of those fools are Dollar Tree. Like this is garbage. Like, A lot go, of them go, are. go into your local gym, you know, mo- social media in general is maybe not the move for healthiness as well as like, oh, I want to get physically healthier. Let me, let me subscribe to some... You know, twenty-two year old lady in Indonesia who happens to have total different genetics, and like, you know what I mean, and and yet you're going to try to keep up with her
0: routines. Um, If you want want online subscription training, Ryan Fisher. Ryan Fisher is the guy you need to look. Is the the guy you need to look up? That's F I S H, or sorry, F I C H E R. Ryan Fisher. Yeah, R Y A N. Uh, Jim Ryan, I think is his website that Mm. he has. You, You can find him. He's all over the place. He's got these wonderful turtle shell abs. Uh he's CrossFit chalk. he owns CrossFit Chalk. Uh he's based out of California, but he's usually all over yeah, the place. It's travel. Ryan Fisher, F I S C H E R. There you and go. And uh if he's on Instagram, he is on Instagram. And on Instagram it's Ryan Fish, R Y A N F I S C H.
1: And instead of pull it up Jamie, it's pull it up Nala. Thank you, Alan. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Alan. Uh if you're going to do something like that, that's who I recommend going with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of his full-body training splits, I think, for a variety of reasons, but I'm not going to talk about <laughs> yeah, why yeah. I think all that stuff yeah, is, su- yeah. is successful. Yeah. Just know that it's successful for a reason, and it doesn't kill you in the gym, and you could do it for a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So kind of uh, diving back in, we had, we had said, hey, from a, like a, f- a fitness and a nutrition perspective, if you're new to the space, you know the three rules, start moving, prepare more, keep it simple – if you can do those things over time, you will get better. Okay. So we, the, the group-based fitness is a good way for you to get started. Eventually you reach a plateau where the group-based fitness, like you need to start focusing more on yourself as the individual and not the group because the workouts are tailored for the group and, and your needs eventually start to get isolated because you're getting better. Mm -hmm. And that's where these individualized, like these one-on-one coaches are really beneficial. That's also where these, um, these training tracks, like Ryan Fisher's got a few different ones of them. If one of your goals aligns really well with one of those training tracks, is a good way for you to make the next step. Um, and then really, it's it's uh, that's where the evolution comes into play where you are no longer you're you know kind of new to the game. You're like intermediate and you're approaching advanced because now you have to start doing these things in the gym for yourself and you really need to know uh, what to do how much of something to do, how long to do these things for, what you're doing day by day, week by week, You know what's your training schedule over the course of a month, two months.
1: And when you get into the intermediate level, uh, maybe I'm out of pocket with it saying this, but I-, I feel like there's days when I go to the gym where I'm literally just putting in a bunch of work to maintain where I'm at. And there's other days when I go in and I'm going to work out with some other people, I'm like, all right, we're adding to you know, our arsenal, like today's going to be a gains day. We're doing something new, you know, and uh, developing maybe a different body part or something like that. So I'm just saying that not only is there like the the time period of when you're like sort of transitioning, becoming more senior and we're like, oh man, I feel this plateau. I sort of want to quit, but you don't, you stay in there and then things get to, Get fun and evolve, and like you said, you start going to the gym just on your personal. It's not really a group type thing. Yes, you know, on your own at a certain point.
0: Yeah, that, that's when you realize that working out is not movement. Working out is training, mm-hmm. and you no longer really use the word workout. It's it's like I'm training. What are you training for? I'm training mm-hmm. not to suck. Well, suck at what? Well, whatever the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. Or training
1: your your shape, right? Like I'm training my body to not be the shape of an orange or a pear.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it's to be prepared for whatever you want to do. So, like for example. Alan got me into go-kart racing. Mm-hmm. I hopped in one of the fastest go-karts that they race. And we're ready to go. And drove the thing for like 30 laps. And, and the guys... And I remember everybody just going, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> and I popped out of the go-kart, and I like had a casual conversation with them. And all these guys are looking at me like, one, okay, yeah, you didn't drive it as fast as, as like the, the race is around the track, but this is your first time doing it. But two, how are you okay? And that's me. I train to prepare for the unknown. Yeah, and I feel like Goggins is coming out here like... You're training for life. I'm training for life. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the the reality here. And, and I want to build off of the question that Scott had, which was, you know, what do you think about maybe selecting off somebody off of Instagram or social media influencer to help you? But the power, if you are just getting started, of being in person and having somebody one on one being physically accountable to you, you know, do you see a, a, that as a preferred method for somebody who's just getting started, maybe if they're intimidated by group, 100%. Yeah. The, the accountability in the gym is such a big aspect because you will get in there and you might do something and you're on your third set and you have five sets and you know, the next two sets are going to suck. And you're like, I don't want to do this. So you either have to, one, have a way to hold yourself accountable or two, you're there with somebody and they're like, hey, we got sets four and five. Like, come on, we got to get this going and it's not going to feel good. So, yes, having somebody with you in the gym, whether it's a one on one personal trainer in the scenario like you mentioned, or it's it's having a, a group based instructor or you're working out in a class with you and for your friends. And and like you do, one you don't want to cheat yourself, but two, it's like they're they're already starting to do the fourth round, so you do the fourth round too. And and what do you think about like what that person might have as a differentiation prior to then just somebody giving you like a workout plan? Like let's say you're working out, you know, do you find that with people who are just getting started that they're uh, they can develop better habits uh, quicker when they have that person there helping them out for the first time? Yeah, so I think when it when it comes down to the people that are new they don't know what they don't know and so they don't know that you're getting the benefit from really the benefit you're getting from the workout is by going through and finishing rounds 4 and 5 is really getting to that muscular fatigue where you can't do any more repetitions or it you know rounds 4 and 5 are the hardest part mentally so this is mental training when you're when you're training in the gym it is mental training and so what i think is and why i said they don't know what they don't know is they don't know and they haven't done enough workouts to know that that the benefit of what they're doing is when the workout sucks. And getting through that part of the workout is what's going to make them a better human being, a stronger human being, a faster human being, a better conditioned human being, tougher mentally and able to just generally take on things that are harder in their life. And then hard things eventually become easy. So yeah. there's, there's things that I feel like uh, people pick up
1: from being in person in a gym that you just aren't really the taught and aren't even going to be really marketed like certain little someone might be out of breath at the water cooler and just sort of say hey man uh feels like we're done but we're actually 60 percent of the way there you know yeah. or whatever and it's like is that daunting is that spooky yes but also you're not going to get that from some program that's on instagram compared to if you're in a room with seven or eight people and you're not going to push yourself you're not going to push yourself and just, as much here hearing how we're talking i'm just saying i think there's things that we learn as humans that aren't necessarily package like here you go this is what you're going through it's more of like you got to be there yeah you you have to be there
0: yeah and the the thing that comes to my mind when i'm I'm hearing you guys talk about this is when you get to that point where you feel like you can't do anymore what are some of the things that you found that help get you over that hump like what helps you be either prepared or what some you, type of mental yeah, trick. Yeah, where do you pump? go Curtis? Where do you go? Sorry, we got. So so <laughs> you're not talking about in a workout, you're talking about when you start to feel like you're at the point where you're No. Running
1: out. No, you're saying it within a workout, right? Like doing reps
0: or Yep. At that 60-70% mark where you're does like your mind hey, we go? got to do this last, we got to do this last rep for this last set, you know, where does your mind go and oh, man, what like, do you do to help be prepared for that last set? So The evolution of my mind is going to give you a few different answers. So when I was first starting to to be the closest aligned with people that are are starting to get in the gym and starting their their nutrition perspective or their nutrition track, my perspective in my brain was. Even if it sucks, you have to find a way to get it done, because what if this wasn't the gym? What if this was you and your kids sick and you got to go to the hospital and you don't have a car? And you got to do something to get your kid to the hospital, and it's three miles away. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't care how out of shape yeah. you are. Some power within you is gonna find a way to get your kid to the hospital. Cue the Tony Robbins commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, it's just like you can't quit on yourself. It might suck. It might not feel good. But the best thing that you could do is step back for a second, take a quick breather. Realize that it doesn't matter how hard it hurts for the next 10 or 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, it's going to be over. And so what I hear you saying is the pain of discipline is an easier pill to swallow than the pain of regret. Yeah, 100%. Because when you get done with your workout, this is group-based fitness, and you and your friends are together and everybody's like, man, that fifth round sucked. And you said you did five rounds, but you really only did four. Your friends aren't gonna know that and they're gonna think that you did the workout but you're gonna know and you're gonna go home that night and you're gonna realize not only did your friends do more work than you do but you cheated yourself is there any preparation that helps you complete that so you don't have to feel that feeling of regret Uh, I, uh, I don't let myself get to that point where I skip rounds and I skip reps because I just say if I know this is going to hurt But I don't put the emphasis on what's going to hurt. I put the emphasis on what I can do to get through the hurt. And so if I'm doing something, like let's just say it's 10 squat cleans. Okay, I'm going to do this first squat clean as best I can. Do the first squat clean. Then I just have a quick mental check-in with myself, and this happens in milliseconds. Oh, I I still feel good. Okay, I'm going to do a second one. Third one comes around, I still feel good. I'm going to do a third one. Okay, man, I'm starting to not feel as good. Okay, take a second. Breathe, breathe. Keep yourself as calm as possible. Start the next one. And I'm not worried that like, oh man, I still got to do 20 pull-ups and I still got to run a mile after this. I'm not thinking about those things. I'm just like, hey, I got 10 cleans I have to do. And you just want to slowly chip away at what it is that you're doing at that point in time in the workout and not be inundated by the other parts of the workout. That's a big parallel to the rest of your life. When you think about what you have to do for the day and you get anxiety or you're riddled by everything you have to do or, oh my gosh, you know, things with your family life or maybe your 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 friendships are dwindling or something's negative in your life and you think about all the negative things around it, it's like there, there's not a path forward with that thinking. But what there is a path forward is is focusing on what you can control. And what I can control at this point in time in my workout Is this one rep I'm doing per set for what I have to do for this round? And just saying focused on one thing at a time will enable you to get through the workout. It's not going to feel good for sure, but it will allow you to get through the workout with the lack of negativity. And
1: no regret. At no regret end, at the end of it. And I feel like yeah, in life there, there's not going to really be a point where us men are like all circled up on a putting room with cigars and we're like, man, I wish I didn't spend as much time in the gym and I didn't. I wish I didn't spend as much time with our kid. I feel like those two things is just time well spent.
0: For exactly. Me. Uh, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who argued that they spent too much time, time with their kid or, and, too or much in, the time in the gym. I'm too yeah. fit. My kids and I are too
1: close. Like this yeah. is. I really messed up.
0: I mean, I'm sure that there's an excessive amount that can be there, but that is far 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 beyond that's, you know that's, anything that is what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not like, oh, you know, I spent all this time at work and it's like, oh man, I really wish I wouldn't have yeah, spent that I'm time. Yeah. I'm really at work.
1: healthy and my kids and I are really close.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only person the only people who are going to remember that you worked later your kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody else is going to remember that, but your kids are going to remember how much time you spent with them. And how fit you were, because you rode motorcycles with your kids when you're 50, and your I was kids about to are say, 20.
1: It's about the age, yeah. When when a kid's like, yeah, like my dad doesn't do too much. How old is he? Oh, 49. That's bummer. Yeah. Oh, my dad likes to ski. How old is he? 69. Yeah. <laughs> I only gotta yeah, see him. I already stud. know he's he's about it.
0: <laughs> hey man, in business, I tell you what, dude. The most successful people I know in business are the fittest motherfuckers I've ever met. Yeah. In my life. Period. Yeah. And 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 the people that I like to hang out with tend to be the fittest people Yeah. just because the mentality that you have in the gym when you see somebody doing something that most people can't do and they just do it and they make it look easy and then you go to do it and you're like holy shit
1: well that and like what's the correlation of how, how many super 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 fit people have we met that their mind is this mad soft and like they're It's, in not. Long, long, long. it's maybe not.
0: like one percent of the time most of the time no not even that they, they've they're, cultivated they're their mind they're you, trained you, to, to be that successful in the gym. You cannot, your mentality has got to be yeah. on point. And so like if you struggle with motivation, find the nearest Gold's gym and work out at that place. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's not an hour away from you because people at well, Gold's well, gym. Well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I agree with you on what the point you're trying to make. Yeah. I disagree on the wording because it is not about motivation. It is about discipline. Okay. And, and I say it's about are, inspiration. So we, right. maybe it's all three <laughs> because I want to
1: be inspired. Then I will be motivated. Then I, will, you know what I mean? If I'm inspired and inspiring people to me, that's the definition of my life. You're in, but it,
0: is everybody going to have inspiration or motivation? There's going to no. be days when you no, don't have not. them. And so what are you going to need every day? Every discipline. day, you're going to need discipline. And so discipline, like I've always said, like at work or at the gym or whatever else, it's like at work, if I'm not feeling that great, I said my average day has to be better than everybody else's good day. Yep. Right. And like me in the gym, if I don't want to be in the gym, you know what I do? I get my ass to the gym and I pick a series of movements that are full body movements. So I minimize the amount of time that I have to be at the gym. And where'd you adopt that from? Oh, well, you know, probably the guy on the screen. So (laughs) that's where we're at. And so at at the end of the day, it comes down to discipline. And so it's discipline and showing up it's discipline and doing the right things it's discipline and knowing where you're currently at and where your current skill sets are. But now also, I think there's other things that you wanted to talk about too, right? In relation to not only just being healthy, but also being your best self, which has to do more than just being physically healthy and fit. Yeah. So, so being your best self, uh, w- when you train, not only are you training yourself physically, you're training yourself mentally. You are just making your, yourself a sharper individual than you were the day before. And that's really what it is. You're competing against yourself. You're being the best human being that you can be. And that bleeds over into every other part of your life, whether that's your relationships, whether that's your job, whether that's with your kids, whether that's with other people around you, that aura that you bring due to it, it radiates. And you're going to find that there's people that aren't going to like that because they wish they had what you have currently and you want to steer clear of those people but for the people around you you're going to start to see that you're going to attract more people like yourself the people around you may start to be more like yourself and i'm not saying that that's groupthink, but i'm saying if you're the leader amongst your friends and you get fit and then your friends want to get fit and then you all become fit and suddenly like maybe their friends start becoming fit or the spouses are in on the game too and you're of saying the word like, fit
1: but we can just say
0: healthy right yeah, yeah, healthy. Like, We're uh, talking
1: uh, to let's, humans. Let's be very general. Yeah. We're talking well, about humans getting well healthy. Rounded, right? But well inside rounded. of that, there's it, alpha it, males that are like ripped out of their mind who just dominate every day. And, and, and it doesn't I even matter about it. gender, right? It, yeah. It's
0: It could be anybody who's there. But I think you guys nailed down a really good point here. Whatever lifestyle you are looking to achieve or you're looking to have consistently for the rest of your life, yes, you're going to need discipline in getting there. But you're also going to need... Um, a mirroring from the people who are around you. If they're not doing those things, it's not going to help you, motivate you, keep you down that path. You're also not going to want to be next to those people. If you're being disciplined, both mentally, spiritually, and physically, and you're around people that aren't doing that, get rid of those people. Because those are the people that are going to drag you down and you've set up this discipline in your life where you know that this is working what's th- this is working the best for you and you're getting the best possible outcomes and those people aren't getting the same things you're getting because they're not putting in the work that you're doing and they're not taking care of themselves the way that you're taking care of th- yourself again mentally spiritually physically and, and let's give an example here
1: it's going to spoil the harvest like what you what it, your it result, is it's, it's going to spoil the harvest spoil it, the right? guy
0: on the screen right now Scott Sorry. is a prime example of this you know, Scott was um, uh, married with uh, with your son. Right. And then we reconnected after high school. We played golf together in high school and college, uh, you and Wally in college. And, uh, you know, it was like, wow, here is somebody whose method of operating is very similar to ours. And when we looked at that, it was really easy to assimilate together. And you know, have some of our professional tracks overlap. and It's like boom! Now we're here doing the Wack Attack podcast. So you know, uh, case in point, right? You know, Scott didn't work with us prior to doing the podcast. Scott was doing everything else with us, and then it was like, hey, he had all these creative skills that aligned with this thing that we were doing, and boom! Now it's we have this really great uh, uh, mirroring in our life with prime example, Scott.
1: And and to that point, this has to do with both you guys and whatever, but there's a, we talked about a quote when I was on the podcast as a guest. Um, and it was, I called it the only way out is through. And then you guys said your own versions of it. The only
0: way to is through. Yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. And, uh, here's another one. I just, because I write these down my entire life. So um, I was going to get these tattooed X, Y, and Z. So my point is, is these, these mean a lot to me. So this helps me with gym, this lifestyle and mentality in general. So uh, that one is a good one. Then also I was going to say this whole workout thing and just in general for life is uh, quality is not an action. It's a habit. It is. And so when I was young and I was just like, oh, I'm going to half-ass X, Y, and Z, but then when at work, I'm going to be quality in those things. I'm going to see my parents and be quality with this thing. And so when everything. I, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's, that's a great, I heard great a quote. How
0: you do anything is how you do everything. Dang. It's almost like we're twins and we got this yeah. telekinesis. Thing no, going it, on. It's true. And i tell you what, when you're in the gym, put your freaking weights away and mm-hmm. put them away in the right spot mm-hmm. because it's no different than what you would do anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. And, and, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And wipe up your sweat. Yeah, uh, yes. All uh, right. But My, but but to that—that's a good, good to quote. that to that yeah. point. When you're in the gym, and this is one thing that if you're new, you're not going to understand. You once you've you've worked out for you know a year or so, you'll start to realize it. When you're in the gym or you're doing some type of movement, it is mentally demanding, not physically demanding. We all know it's physically demanding. But it's mentally demanding for you to be focused in on every rep, giving effort all the time, controlling your movement, staying in a quality position, posture, hitting optimal range of motions. Yeah. You cannot go to the gym and, and be mentally bogged down. And this is back to the preparation. Prepare yeah. more. Yeah, I agree totally with that. La- la-
1: last quote. Yeah. Um, discipline equals freedom that's Jocko, so it's just him talking about discipline so much it is yeah. so true because if you're disciplined then you have the freedom to go to the fair eat a fucking twinkie drink a little bit of alcohol for this is my life because i've worked out for the past three years straight just about you scott know. do you know what luck is uh it's when uh hold on preparation meets opportunity exactly and how do you pre- ah, he didn't get me internet and internet. how do you prepare uh, with my pants down. Just kidding. No. <laughs> you, you said oh, discipline, discipline equals freedom, Di- yeah. when, when, and
0: being when, quality in my actions. Uh, yeah. When you're disciplined in everything you do. Yeah. You are going to be prepared. Luckier
1: by probability, even though luck is just like a manufactured thing. But it's when it
0: opportunity is. knocks at your door. How prepared are you? Yeah. And you're prepared by being disciplined. And this is what I said earlier. It's like Curtis, what are you prepared for? I'm prepared anything. for whatever the fuck I Any- want to do. Yeah, I, I should have got a Goggins soundbite for this. It's like, yeah. I'm preparing for life, motherfucker. Yeah. Haters can suck my. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. And that's one of the big things. It's like you don't need to be training for something all the time. Yeah. You should just be keeping yourself prepared. Because what happens when your kid is 12 years old and suddenly they're a rock star at some sport and you need to go out and help train your kid? Yeah. Or what happens if you, God forbid, like you have to be physically in shape to do something to save somebody's life? Hey, and or then, on, just and in addition to that, or let's say you want to be healthy and you want to be able to do things with your kid, like go walk or around Disneyland, yes, or for kids. twelve day for twelve miles a day, yes, you know, two or three days of the week, you know, that type of stuff too as so, well. Yeah, so it's it's not just like you know hero hero stuff. Um, it's like, you know, being your best self every day for multiple days in a row and not being exhausted. If you do something physically demanding one day, having the energy to continue, right? It's not saying that you don't take a day off. It's just saying you have the ability to get through high caloric exertion days, multiple days in a row or high stress days or high stress situations. Yeah.
1: And I know that some of our listeners or followers, whatever you want to call them are a little bit younger. So I just would like to be the other side of the, you know, conversation here or you could be getting really fit because you're single you know yeah. what I mean like you just your inspiration your your uh discipline we're gonna literally, learn, literally. we're gonna yes. we're gonna
0: talk about this Get L- after let's it. talk about this right now because i feel like a lot of our demographic is 18 to like 40 yeah. year old dudes males if don't you're give away the if you're single being focused and being disciplined is the best thing that you could do don't be focused on on the pretty face in front of you or what you see in front of you Be focused on what you want to do, what you want to get out of life. Be as disciplined as possible and keep your eye on the prize that you want to deliver value for you, whether that is your job, whether that's how much money you want to make, whether that's what you want to be in life, how fit you want to be. I don't care. Keep laser focused in on what you want. Lifestyle. Because as you get through that process and you get closer to your destination, you start to attract the things that you want to be in those environments or, and you do not want to meet the wrong person at the right time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I'm saying is the be... right person at the wrong time. No, no. The, no, wrong no the wrong person, wrong time. person at the He's right telling time. It to Somebody who did that, but yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> if you meet the wrong person at the right time. So let's say like you you're, get you're pregnant. running solo, yeah. right? You're single. Yeah. And you don't have a girlfriend and maybe you haven't been laid in six months. You could meet the wrong person at the right time because guess what you want to do. But if you stay laser focused and you say, Hey, I know that this person is not going to help me get to me to my goals, yeah. where I want to be. Don't spend time with that person. That's yeah. why I say be laser focused in on what you want out of your life because you want to meet the right person at the right time, not the wrong person at the right time. Now that and makes much more well, sense to me. Thank you for explaining. Hey, and to, it. to I'm
1: sort of just spitballing this, but it, to me it almost sounds like if you have a lifestyle and there's certain environments. So like what you're saying, the staying laser, laser focused. If I knew my lifestyle and yes. those core components, and I just stay in those environments, and don't, you know. Uh, Gallop with the antelopes outside of those, you know, environments. Then it's like you might as well be meeting and going on dates with some people that either work at the gym, go to the gym, or learning how to work out. Or uh, you might meet your spouse. You might
0: meet your spouse at the gym because guess what? You guys might be aligned there at the same time, being working out. But when you guys both leave the gym, you guys are both going and getting it. Yeah, that's the type of thing that you're going to be attracted to, and you're going to start to see that stuff more because the more discipline you get with yourself. Inside the gym and outside the gym. The gym is one part of your day. What are you doing for the other 23 hours of your day? Yeah. When you, The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah. When you're focused on 24 hours of your day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you are going to attract the person you want in your life. You're and, not going to allow somebody to walk into your life and meet you at the right time because you're lonely and they're yeah. lonely too, but they're not good for you long term. Yeah,
1: which is ultimately just a lack of control. It sounds like it's like you could just have complete control of your life and there's... Better opportunities that can be a bit more calculated, you know, instead of just
0: improvising on, oh, well,
1: well, this walked th- in, this walked yeah. in. Th- like,
0: this walked in. It's like, this might have walked in the okay. door, but is yeah. this good for me? Yeah. What's your trajectory with this just walked in? Exactly. And I. Here, here's, I, my, here's about, my litmus oh. test. Here's my litmus test. Guys, think about this. The girl that you're with right now, are they a good mother? If they're not, see you later. Yeah. Right? Because eventually, at some point... They're going to be the mother of your children. And if they don't want to have kids with you, then something's wrong. Or if they're not going to be a good mom to their own kids, what does that tell you? Yeah. Side, hey, side note on
1: this on dating websites, I click uh, physically fit, you know, like making yes. sure that the fitness thing, and that's a great filter. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And, yeah. Y- you know, that's, I it's, think it's a real
0: one. Use it, folks. If you're considering, you know, as a, a single person and you want to be your best self and you're, you know, wanting to find the right person at the right time, not the wrong person at the right time. As much as people hate on the Liver King, I feel like he's got, uh, I think, his 10 ancestral tenants. His nine. nine ancestral, or, or tenants. Nine ancestral tenants. I said 10 earlier, sorry. And uh, I think they're incredibly valuable because while he might be this model on Instagram, if you don't know who he is, go look up Liver King. Or don't. But... um he's got these nine tenants for operating that are that sum up what we are discussing here i think quite nicely and he always says you know you want to attract your complementary opposite which is basically your best self attracts your best partner whoever that is to you mm-hmm. and then also you need to be disciplined but he, he talks about you know grounding which is uh you know making sure you're connected with the earth you know, getting sun on your eyes, face, and skin. it sets your circadian rhythm to help you with sleeping, you know, making sure that you're blocking, you know, uh, artificial lights at night, uh, from messing with your circadian rhythm to, uh, I, I think his tenant was shielding. So that, that was yeah, shielding. Only- I, I, I was looking it up, but I, I, uh, uh he's, he's got nine of them. I'm, I'm trying to find them, but keep talking, Alan. Yeah. And Then, you know, when I consider, like, all the things that he's preaching, he is actually, in my mind, he was the first guy to really get a significant amount of popularity and talk about these really basic concepts, which, by the way, are all free, Yeah. right? There's no subscription necessary, and that was sort of what went off on the light bulb for me. I get some people don't like him for what he did with the whole steroid scandal and everything else, but, you know— the way he operates with his how he takes care of his family, they do things together, fitness is his number one focus. Eating healthy is he's always disciplined, he's always working out. He's model teaching and preaching the ancestral lifestyle. Yes. Right? Which is, you know, uh up with the sun basically, down with the sun, shielding yourself from EMF, shielding yourself from artificial light in the evenings, um, you know, making sure that you're you're grounding yourself and grounding yourself is basically like walking around bare feet out in nature. And it, it, it actually can change the charge of your body. And there's actually some studies now that have come out with reduces this. Reduces inflammation. Reduces yeah. inflammation yeah, amongst it's, a it's, bunch of other things. So I want to add on to what you're saying here. The nine tenets are sun, shield, sleep, fight, connect, eat, bond, cold, and move. So let's talk about sun. Okay, it's really important for you to get the morning sunlight in your eyes. Thank you, Andrew Kuberman. He's actually put the science behind this. If you don't know who Andrew Huberman is, he has his own podcast uh on spotify and he's it's called a Heberman professor neuro-
1: Heberman Labs, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's a professor in neuro neurobiology and ophthalmology at stanford he's uh, one of the best people if not the best person in the space um about, talking about that you also need vitamin d and the sun is the most important and you gotta get the sun through the eyes on the face and the skin to quote liver king um and then the next one is shield so you want to shield yourself from the realities of modern life and and this is toxic things in your household this is like EMFs or uh, electromagnetic radiation from your phones and your devices. Mm-hmm. You, you want to shield yourself from from all of the harmful things that um, don't help your body out in uh, modern life. There's sleep, which is one of the most important. Uh, guys need more or less sleep than women, but men need, on average, you know, you, you, you want to get, you need seven to function, but you really need eight to be optimal. And women need more than men do. So taking that into account. You have fight. So fighting is, this is what we're talking about when we're saying training, training is uh, fighting is like, you have to be able to be prepared and willing to protect what you love. Mm-hmm. And, and the fight liver King does a better job of describing this one than I'm doing it right now, but it, it's correlated to move somewhat. Um, the connect is, is like your family, your yeah, friends, family bonding. Right. Or if, time with friends, etc. If, like, if, if, if what happened with COVID was not a testament to the fact of how important the connect tenant is, I don't know what is. Uh, eat. Eat is a very important part for recovery, but this is not eat whatever the F you want. And we're going to talk about this right after this, but this is eating. Liver King likes subprimal, right? He wants you to be. A primal, right? So don't eat shit. Don't don't be a vegan. I'm sorry, but I, I'll I will talk about why I don't think that's a, that's a good option. Mm. Um, it, it's basically, animal based. So you want to eat animal based foods, quality animal based foods. Uh, bond uh, is the same thing, but bond is more of a like in like a like a deep friendship with somebody that you have. So that could be with your spouse. That could be with like a best friend. Yeah, like bonding Alex, is like. experiences. Yep. So it's 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 basically developing. Uh, uh, It's not just spending time. It's actually going out and doing something that is building the bond between the people that are doing it. Like going to the Electric Daisy Carnival with your best friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, There's cold, which is really important from a scientific perspective. The the adrenals in your body respond very nicely to uh, cold therapy for the human body. It's it's really good for recovery and a variety of other pieces. There's a lot of science in there. Andrew Huberman talks about it. He has a couple of people on his podcast that go into grave detail about the science behind it. And there's a lot of people offering products in the space now, but pretty much anything, anyone you see like Cam Haynes, who's ultra marathoner, and I think, yeah. um, and then you have Jocko and mm-hmm. you got Huberman and you got Rogan. I mean, I do it. Uh, High end performance athletes all do it. There's a reason why they do it. Yeah. Uh, and then move right? You, you need to move the body every day. Your body was meant to move. I mean, 12,000 steps is what people say. I think steps are a bullshit metric. I'm just going to come out and say that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, walking is underrated, but steps are not a quality indicator of, of movement. I think they're just, uh, a target for people to reach, but it's not an optimal way for, for you to really get quality movement in daily.
1: Insert quote, uh, body in motion stays in motion.
0: A I body, hear a lot a of that. body yeah. emotions stays motion. Emotion. Stays emotion. I like that. Yeah, the uh he, the only downside, you know, is we got so much light here that you know, Alan, if you wanted to talk to me, it's uh it's a little hard for me to see what what you'd want to show me. So that's the Liver King's nine ancestral tenants, but um kind of diving into the second half of yeah. the podcast here. We had talked about what we need to do from from like if you're new to to the fitness perspective, Junior, and we talked yeah. about nutrition as like a fitness and nutrition, but we didn't really we, we didn't really really talk nutri- about nutrition. Well, we, I've, I've got a for the title. Here. I, I got
1: the queen bee, uh, not to ruin your segue, but I, I want the camera, the camera needs to be on him, switch it on him. There you go. I posted a video the other day and tagged somebody, yeah. That person
0: checked out Dr. Ronda Patrick. <laughs> How cool is that? That's freaking sweet. Uh, yeah, shout out to Dr. that's Rhonda sweet. Patrick. I would love to talk to her. Uh, <clears throat> so I wanted to say that. I had said fitness and nutrition, but I didn't talk about nutrition, so I want to talk about nutrition now. So yeah. there are three people in the space that um all coming from different angles, mm-hmm. and they didn't really know each other um, up until very recently. These three people are Paul Saladino.
1: Paul Saladino. The Liver King. I wish we had his first name, Liver King. Brian Johnson. Oh. Never mind. I like liver king. I liver. fucking
0: killed that guy. I'm the liver king. <laughs> now he's liver king 2.0. Yeah. Okay. And, and then Max Lugavere. Max. Okay. So here's three people. Paul Saladino is a doctor, and he realized that you, you get very little, if any, nutrition training while being an MD. So he dove off the deep end because not only is he a smart dude, but he figured out was the optimal diet for humans. Then you have the liver king, mm-hmm. whose two kids were going in anaphylactic shock when they were younger, like a year old. And if he didn't make a change, his kids were going to die. And then there's Max Lugavir, who lost his mother to, or his mother to dementia. And my understanding is he's a journalist or reporter or something of the sort. I, I forget that part about his history. You're right. But, I, I didn't forget. That's right. But he wanted to study once his mom passed was passing of dementia. He was like, "Hey, like, what's causing this? What could we do to help? You know, eliminate dementia?" He pretty f- much tried to hack dementia, right? Like he exactly. He's like the best ever now. All three of these guys had different reasons why they did what they did, and they all ended up in the same place. Mm-hmm. 90% of what every one of these guys say has congruency to the other. Max Lugavere has some small differences, yeah, but his are all scientific-based around uh, dementia and issues as we get older from a, a brain perspective. Mm-hmm. And so for Max Lugavere, he's saying, hey, if you eat an animal-based diet, Plus a few other things, that's going to give you the best probability that you're not going to have any of these mental issues later yeah, in life. Yeah, for mental cognition. Exactly. And when I said 90%, the Liver King and Paul Saladino and Max Lugavere all agree that an animal-based diet, which Paul Saladino has defined mm-hmm. of what animal-based diet is, is the optimal uh, diet for humans to eat. Let me explain what an animal-based diet is. Paul Saladino. We're talking about basically red meat. Mm. So this is gonna be your elk, deer, bison. Uh well, venison is usually what all yeah. the deers I are was categorized. Say, yeah. So so venison, bison, and beef are usually what you're gonna see there. And then it's he he gets his carbohydrate sources from raw honey and organic fruits. Okay. And then he has raw dairy in there as well. So raw dairy is is equally important because raw dairy has all of the nutrients you need, the micronutrients to help the body, not only from uh, what you need to function, but also a hydration perspective. Mm -hmm. And when we heat the milk up, which is what we do modernly to get rid of the bad bacteria from a pasteurization perspective... That was something they put in plus, uh, around 100 years ago because they had a bad batch of milk because the cows got fed the wrong thing, and they realized they had to safeguard people from getting sick. Turns out if you take care of the animals, the animals take care of you. Who would have thought? Yeah. But all three of these guys derived to the same place, and they didn't know each other. They have no influence from outside funding, yeah, to no, put them into no the place. biases, no agendas, no biases, no. And they all land in the same place. Well, and these the, are three the, smart dudes. So, the, so the, uh, yeah, Liver King and Paul Saladino, they uh, knew each other through ancestral supplements. But Paul Saladino only found Liver King because he had already gone all the way down. Exactly. Yeah. All of these guys now in know each other. Conclusion, but they, they, not not in the journey. Yes, at the start of the journey, none of these people knew each other. Correct all the research all the hours spent these guys have all, all talked individual to each other paths. they've all talked to each other exactly so when all three of these guys align on animal based diet i then i go and say okay i have 15 years in the fitness and nutrition space and i look at my journey and i say holy shit this not only is this optimal and i can prove it to you through my own anecdotes But if these guys are also saying it and a ton of other people are having success, let's set the record straight on what's going to be the most beneficial. So if you're just getting into nutrition and you're getting to listen to this podcast or hear some of those people talk, wow, Mm -hmm. because you're getting it straight out of the gate and you're not going to have to figure it out. So a couple of the topics that I put together for this specific segment. All right. I always want to figure out what is my best diet. Okay, so here's my I'm going to take you guys through a talking point, a key learning and a simple takeaway. So the, my first segment is food is fuel. When I was 17 years old, um, I, I wrestled for most of my junior high school and high school, or for all my junior high school and high school career. And uh, one of my talking points is, is I went from a, uh, wrestling at 189 pounds to 171 pounds. I had to cut from, I weighed 185 at the time. I had to cut down to 171. When I wrestled at 189 pounds, only weighing 185 pounds, I ate whatever I wanted, and I felt great. And I had never had that much energy in a wrestling match before in my life. When I cut down to 171 pounds, I had no energy to wrestle. Food is fuel is my simple takeaway from this. You must eat to perform. And if you want to develop your body, you must eat. So that's the takeaway. Mm. The second piece is the importance of eating to meet your body's needs and activity levels. So I'm going to take you guys through another segment of my journey where I went from 171 pounds at the end of my senior uh, senior year of high school to 220 pounds Holla Alan actually weighed more than I did and had more muscle than I did at the time uh, in two years so Alan and I basically just worked out like monsters ate ironically everything probably a 70% based animal diet okay yeah. and we worked out till failure five six days a week for almost sometimes two years straight sometimes two, two times a day so and that's from
1: 18 to 20
0: then 18 to 20 I was 220 pounds Alan was 240 pounds yeah, it was somewhere right between there. Lift in big weight at 20 years old. And mm-hmm. for males out there between the ages of 18 and 22, your body's a natural testosterone production machine. Do not put steroids in your body. It's producing them naturally. Yeah. And for those of you off screen or thinking I look smaller compared to Curtis, you know, I can stand next to him next time on the podcast. Still <laughs> today, Clothes are so, optional. so the next one is is uh, <laughs> maintenance mode. So you brought up this up earlier. Uh, I had stopped working out to start a business, which was Three Ventures my simple takeaway is it's important to eat during training and non-training days. You need to feed your body to recover and you need to feed your body to perform. All right. So the last piece is, you know, from a CrossFit perspective, this is uh, a little bit more of a longer story, but I'll take you through a couple of the various, uh, key simple takeaways and key learnings, but it's really developing an understanding for how nutrition affects performance. So, the talking points here is the old school healthy diet of chicken rice and broccoli, um, and really, that that doesn't work long term because in the order like in the rankings of protein, I, I rank protein chicken protein from chicken is like much lower, like six or seven on the list, than some of the other animals that I could eat. Yeah. So, um, from that perspective, you do need to eat big, and you need to eat when you're hungry. If your body's hungry, that's your body's way of saying. You need to eat. Listen to your body, and just know, everybody on this podcast right now, I am hungry, and I am sacrificing that so you guys can have this great information. Thank while the, while they eat, thank you, late and right. Alan. They're eating, and there was a point during my CrossFit career that uh, I did go vegan because I was having very bad gastrointestinal intestinal issues. I didn't realize much about the gut microbiome. This was, you know, six years ago. And I started removing ingredients out of my meal prep one by one. It took me about eight weeks. And once I removed meat, I stopped having basically issues. I I stopped farting. Mm. Um, That was really beneficial for me for like two months and really bad for me for like the remaining four months. So I went plant-based and I got off that really quick because not only did I feel good because I was removing, I I removed something that was causing me issues, but what was the actual root problem, not the the mast problem. Was that the sourcing of the ingredients that I was eating was far more important than the type of food I was eating? Question. Did explain you say? That.
1: Did you say vegetarian before you explain that? Uh, did you say vegetarian
0: or vegan? Vegan. So okay.
1: I, I said plant-based. I wasn't full-blown vegan because I've done full-blown vegan for like three or four months and. Anyone else who says they've done that, I got like mad respect for. Or you're like mad crazy, but anyways.
0: Plant. I, I called it all. It plant, it's hard. I called it plant based because I still have leather stuff in my house, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't have butter, and I didn't
1: realize how much I love butter, right? Yeah. Honey, and I'm just like, oh, I hate this diet yeah. the first day. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, so.
0: This is a fair. It was. Is a. It wasn't full-blown vegan, but it's basically yeah, being vegan vegan. Yeah, strict. So I, I, I called it plant-based. You,
1: in over eight weeks, you, you subtracted. Six months
0: is how. Oh.
1: Okay, whatever. You, it sounds like you subtracted your diet down, whittled it down, and found. Whittled it
0: down after about two months. Found it. Found it wasn't out,
1: the meat's fault. It's more of sourcing. It was
0: the meat that was causing the issues, but when I removed the meat, I stopped farting. Okay. So I was like, oh, this vegan thing, people are talking about this Game Changers thing came out on, on Netflix. I think it was like a year or two later after this. But I kind of did some research, and I was like, oh, but hey, there's some people in the space that are full-blown vegan. Being vegan sounds nice on the cover. It's like, oh, we get to save the planet and we get to save animals. It's like Mm -hmm. pause when you actually dig into it. You realize that that's nice, but we'll get to why that's not nice because it really comes down to how the animals are treated in regenerative agriculture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of going back to why being vegan worked for me temporarily. Social justice warriors,
1: not you, but for other folks, that's. It's it's more of the idea or idea
0: if you live in the. It's the ideology that it's like if you're vegan, you're doing the right thing for the world. And the sense of community, right? Well, also, it's one of the reasons why the carnivore diet has the same same effects as being vegan does. What happens is being vegan and being carnivore, they're the same in the fact that they're both elimination diets. Yeah. One eliminates the other, right? And so when you think about that, They both work because what you're actually doing is you're removing the harmful products that are associated with preservatives, glyphosate, everything else that's in there. And what you're doing is, like you said earlier, the gut gut microbiome health, what you're doing is by removing those, you're actually changing your gut microbiome health. And that's what people who go on those, they have good results short term. But like this whole podcast has been talking about, this is long-term sustainable for life. And so now continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to that point, Yeah, When I removed the meats, one, I didn't have red meats in my diet. I had a lot of white meats, so like chicken. Which was a mistake,
1: but at that time with your knowledge.
0: It's not as nutrient dense. I I thought I was doing the right thing at the right time. So I was like, hey, this being vegan thing is cool. Well, I stopped eating dairy and I was able to breathe better and a couple other things. I'm like, wow, I felt great for two months. And then I I really started to feel like shit the next four months. Yeah. So I added seafood in. Back in my day, I was like, oh, I could be like pescatarian. So I ate some seafood and I was like, wow, I feel great. And I smashed another workout. And then I realized, wait, I added an animal product back in and I felt better. Full blown switch to an animal based style diet where instead of not eating red meat, I started eating a lot more red meat. Yeah. And then what it really came down to what I started to find out was the sourcing of your ingredients is the most important. So this is why I advocate for an animal based diet. Monocrop agriculture, mono being singular, agriculture being like the growing of, of food. Everything that you have that's plant based, it is sprayed with so much toxic stuff from a variety of different perspectives.
1: That and where does it come from? The soil? What's in the soil? We're not really treating our soil. Our soil is supposed to be living. We just keep using the same dirt on the or on the spraying surface the
0: same shit into the soil, and for, then that gets into for, the food. Yeah,
1: our our soils are not
0: happy. Anyways, yeah. continue. So, Alan had mentioned Alan had mentioned glyphosate, right? Yeah. That's actually Roundup. Roundup was no longer going to be produced now by Baird. Yeah, uh, but it's, yeah. there's
1: going to be a spinoff. But yeah, it's it's <coughs> a trying to just only eat vegetables and yes. not look into the details. That's uh, your own fault.
0: Yeah, you should assume that any chemical is guilty until proven innocent. Uh, that gets that touches <laughs> your food. Try growing your own food. Yes, and then
1: think about what you eat and X, Y, and Z. Exactly. I, have, I, I, I come have. from farmers. You know, walnut, corn, uh, up in Gridley, in Northern California. So I'm no yuppie yup, but I'm also no country boy. So that's where I have so, this hyper, this happy medium. Of so everybody's experience
0: with veganism was like really drawing this thing out. But yeah. really, what I was trying to say is, it, yeah. uh, veganism for me really placed an importance on the on the food quality and sourcing. So the key learnings that I took away from all of this were your macronutrients, your total ca- daily calorie and macronutrient intake is the key to recovery. So on a uh, on a vegan diet. You might be able to meet your macronutrient profile, but you're not actually getting bioavailable macronutrients. Explain then, that. So bioavailable is where your body can actually absorb the uh, vitamins and minerals, uh, a.k.a. the micronutrients, in your food into the body. Um, and really, a lot of those vitamins and minerals that you get they that come that are really bioavailable come in the form of fats. Okay. And guess so where you get fats from? Meat. meat. Red meat. Animal based so h- here's the thing that really blows my mind, okay? Um, I went on the carnivore diet for hardcore eight weeks. I lived with you. Right? Um, yeah, you, you can you can attest to that. I was there. Um, best I've ever felt in my life. And I've sent them sit on a very heavy animal-based diet. What I found w- when you talk about things being bioavailable was that actually when I went to the bathroom, my stool was significantly less in volume. And then my wife, who was pregnant, uh, a couple months later, I kept her going because I, I do a, a good majority of the cooking in the house, so she was forced to eat what I was eating, and so she starts eating a lot more meat. And there's two things that happened that really like stood this out to me of my cases of why I'm supporting what you're saying. The first one was she asked me, she's like, you know, why does my stool, why is it so small? And I said, because that that is because the body is physically digesting almost all of the food that we are eating and turning it down into all of the things that the body needs to function. That's that's my take on it. Less waste. The mm-hmm. second thing that really supported this to me is the doctor who delivered our daughter looked at me and goes, I've had thousands of deliveries and this is the most healthy placenta I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, so I'm really glad that you said that because I saw a, a photo of a vegetarian or vegan placenta and an, as somebody who ate really high quality animal-based diet, I'm telling you, if you're a vegan and you saw this picture, you would say, to hell with being a social justice warrior. Yeah, I'm going to go learn about regenerative agriculture, and I'm going to realize that if you don't feed cows corn, wheat, and soy, that they don't fart, and if you feed them what they're naturally supposed to eat, like humans, you have less of the greenhouse gas emissions. And so it's actually better for the environment, not worse, because there's carbon capture in the ground on regenerative agriculture. When you see that placenta, you would shit yourself and say my child was born on a vegan diet like this you you have already put your child behind that picture sa- they say pictures say a thousand words that picture is ingrained in my head and i'm seeing right. it right now the and difference- i hope that whoever is a vegan goes and looks this up vegan placenta versus animal-based placenta Find the image on Google Images. Yeah, I'll pull it up right now, and I'll and let you guys continue to talk. We'll pull it up before we If go. you have not had a child yet, you won't understand this, but I've had my first child. Alan's had his first child. Scott has had a child. When you see the birth happen and you realize all of the magic that happens to create a child and you actually get to see the placenta, the placenta is the organ of life. Mm-hmm. If that thing looks as bad as it did in the photo that I saw.
1: It's almost like you're having your kids while you're on drugs. Exactly. Like, no, it, it is. Yeah. It's the
0: equivalent. I yeah. bet you, if you grabbed uh, a meth a, placenta, a, a, yeah, a meth placenta, and you looked at a vegan placenta and an animal-based placenta, the meth and the vegan placenta would look. You'd a be lot able to way. guess. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I don't mean to be um, like uh, rude, but we have a friend who actually had to go into early labor because the they had to induce her into labor because the placenta um, was failing mm-hmm. a yeah. couple weeks early.
1: But we don't know this person's diet or is this relevant? She was all vegan. Okay. So, yeah. so we're so not professionals and we don't know all the details, but that does sound Well,
0: I can tell you some of the reasons s- that similar. might correlate to why. So I'm yeah. going to jump back into the key learnings here. So I, I, yeah. I left with total daily calorie and macronutrient intake is the key to recovery. Okay, the Another key learning is don't eat a low-fat diet as they are deficient in bioavailable micronutrients. You actually need to have fat in your diet. So these diets where you don't have red meat in your diet, I want to, I want to put a, a very clear stipulation here. You want to be eating grass-fed, grass-finished, wild red meat. You do not want industrialized meat fed corn, wheat, and soy because the omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acid profile in those meats is generally speaking in industrialized farms about 12 to 1 versus grass-fed, grass-finished is about 1.2 to 2 to 1. So the the key takeaway here is the... Omega sixes increase the inflammation in the body, and you want to have less of those. And so, when you eat a better, uh, taken care of animal, you are going to get a better product. And so, the animal fat part of this is really where why I advocate for an animal based diet, and especially whole milk. If you suffer with um, n- being like chronically uh, dehydrated, raw milk is one of the best things that you could do to hydrate yourself because it has the proper. Uh, micronutrient profile that are, that are bioavailable for your body to actually be hydrated. Hydrated is not just the water you drink. It is the micronutrients in the blood as well. So uh, the next piece is your body needs carbohydrates and is necessary for optimal energy levels. I am very sorry to everybody out there who is keto, even though keto technically would fall under an animal based diet shots fired. Shots, shots, fired shots, fired keto is a tool, not a diet. Um, and it's not something that you would probably see d- done in full-blown um, like like non-modern lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It, your body does work with it, but your body needs carbohydrates. And so I'm not knocking ketones because ketones v- play a very important role, and this is a bodily function. And if you do fasting or anything like that, you may put your body in ketosis. But again, it's a tool, not a diet. That's my perspective on it, and I'd like to talk with somebody a little bit more because – Everything that I've read and the people that I follow in the space are all saying a very similar thing. And I've personally said that it's a tool, not a diet. That's my own statement. Um, Number four is, uh, you know, the best source of protein is grass-fed and finished red meat. That's venison, bison, and beef. Uh, On my last point, I forgot to say something here. But, uh, you know, you want to prioritize carbohydrates from fruit, honey, and dairy. Uh, You don't want to add sugar, refined grains, and processed foods. So the fifth one is saturated fats are good and critical for bodily function. Think raw whole milk, cheese, butter, ghee, tallow, and fatty meats. Um, Saturated fats have been demonized. We could talk about that in a a subsequent episode, but just know that saturated fats are actually what you want. Um, And then the sixth one is hydration is water plus micronutrients. A lot of people may overlook this. But you need sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, and phosphorus along with water to be hydrated. You can find all of these in dairy and fruits. If you drink a glass of whole raw milk and you eat fruits, you're going to be better from a hydration perspective on a daily basis.
1: Let me add to this as a everyday Joe. I like liquid IV. Yes. I like to stay hydrated. I like to get my vitamins and minerals.
0: Yeah. And then, and then uh, God, what's the other product? Um, uh, there's liquid IV and then there's also uh, Elemente. mm L, the letter L, the letter M, the letter N, the letter T. When you go and you look at what's in all these things, it's what you need. It's 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 everything that I'm talking about minus the water because you put these in water. Mm-hmm. It's the optimal profile that you need on a daily basis as a human being. Um, from a hydration perspective, everything feels harder than it is when you're not hydrated. My Whoop strap data, I can attest to this. On a couple of days where I've been dehydrated, I go and I do in a workout, I do a workout. My heart rate is 12 to 20 beats higher. ...than it normally should be, and I feel like I get floored in a workout. So this is that whole prepare more yeah, piece. you should have drank. You should have taken care The day care
1: before of. and the morning of.
0: Yeah, so not being hydrated will result in a reduction in blood volume, decreased skin uh, blood flow, decreased sweat rate, increased core temperature. It, when your body temperature increases, your ability to move decreases uh, past a certain temperature... And an increased rate of muscle glycogen use. Glycogen is the fuel source for your muscles immediately. And if you're dehydrated, you're going to deplete those sources a lot faster. Um, all of these are negatively impact your ability to perform at your highest level. And then seven is ingredient sourcing. Uh, raw slash lightly pasteurized non-homogenized dairy. Grass-fed, grass-finished red meat. Pasteurized organic eggs, organic fruits, raw honey, and organic for everything when possible is, is really what I mean by ingredient sourcing. We won't dive into why that's important, but there's a lot of evidence if you go and do some Google searches. Uh, and then really is, you know, uh, that was my my nutrition takeaway. So how I got there is, as a recap, the old-school bodybuilder diet, I then went into a vegan diet, and then I went a full-blown animal-based diet. Uh, I've tried a variety of different things, and I put those things in serious practice. You guys know me. I, I cook in my household every Sunday. I, I eat the way I eat. You guys have seen me eat. I've done those things and I could tell you that the best I feel is on the animal based diet. I tenfold. I, I totally agree. Now, to to finish this up on the point that we were talking about earlier about the placentas. Yes. The difference between being oh, ve- you got it. vegan. You got and the it. The difference between being animal based. Show it. Show it. Okay, this is he camera. Only Shows you
1: he never does camera three.
0: What? Here we go. So oh. this is the does... vegan placenta on the left. On the left. Yes. Versus the animal based placenta on the right. All right. Now you can look at the richness and show the color. Show Scott's face, show Scott's face. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah. Oh. You can For... look at the richness and the color here. And now effectively, my wife's placenta looked a lot more like the one on the right, except my wife's was significantly more vibrant. You could see the veins, so, you could see everything else. And yeah. the doctor had said the reason why uh, we were able to go so long past her due date because the placenta is functioning so very well, right? Versus our friend who is vegan, who she just recently had to be induced early because you know the placenta is not functioning. And when you think about this, um, you are probably not getting enough iron if you're not eating enough meat, especially as a female. Switch right? back to the people just and, for the sake of being
1: a viewer. Yeah.
0: You. And uh so, you know, when you're looking at that, and I'll come back to this so people can see here, because it's yeah. it's quite interesting. And if you're a female watching this show, l- look at that. Because when you go to have kids, it's- I want you to stick this in your mind. What you eat influences how well your body performs. It's the health of the child, and your which, baby is directly, grows. which is directly correlated to the health of the placenta and yes. the iron and everything that you need to successfully build that placenta and keep it functioning and operating to keep the baby healthy animal base is largely predicated off of having now, meat incorporated into your It's diet. really interesting that you, to me that you said that when I saw Katie's placenta, the veins when Sammy had hers too, when it like it, when they first take it out, when you see it and it's like raw state, you see those bright purple and red veins, and it's like the dark red uh, yeah. color of the placenta. That's what you want to see. And you know, Katie had hers. Katie, my wife, had her. Sorry placenta. to our wives that they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about to the say, like, encapsulated, anyway. right? I'm glad and, I can't do this. Shit. And you know, she didn't really have any issues with postpartum. Because, uh, you know, one of the reasons we think is because she was taking those capsules of her placenta, which have a lot of those hormones and everything. So go back to to the photo really quick. I just want to say one thing. Yeah, we haven't had enough of This is the organ of life. So when you go to have a child, if you want to be vegan, like, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to do and not do. This picture says a thousand words, and this is what's going to grow your child. So do you want to have the one on the left or do you want to have the one on the right? I'll let you decide. But the answer seems very obvious. And also look at the size. Look at the volume difference. Yeah, the one on the right seems to have significantly more volume and uh, sig- significantly more size. Now, that's obviously going to vary by person, right, and genetics yeah. and, and other things. But the there, there's the more variables than just one variable. Yes, the proof is here. Is some proof in the pudding, right? Yes. That this is the this is the uh, seemingly optimal way to go with where the leading tips of the nutritionist. Uh, with that, Curtis, I'll pass it back over to you for some closing thoughts. Yeah, so an animal-based diet. If you're going to get started in your fitness and your nutrition journey, that is definitely where you want to go and where you want to start with. From a fitness perspective, remember the three rules. You want to start moving. Move. Prepare more. Prepare. And keep it simple. Simple. And that's going to be for everything you do throughout the 24 hours of your day. That's the one hour you're going to spend in the gym or, or wherever you're doing your movement and the other 23 hours of your day. And we had talked about a variety of things in between then based on my experience. The three rules when picking maybe a group
1: uh, coaching session and the coach needs to have.
0: You should be able to model, preach and teach as a fitness instructor or a nutritionist or somebody that is in the health and fitness space. This is incredibly true for the medical space as well. If your doctor is giving you medical advice around how to move and how to eat, and they cannot model, preach, and teach the part, run, folks, Mm -hmm. because they're a doctor and they know medicine, but they don't know nutrition, as Paul Saladino Mm -hmm. definitely knows, because that is why he stopped being a doctor, to really dive into it. Dr. Rhonda Patrick. (coughs) uh, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say Liver
1: King, but he is knowledgeable. But everyone we have mentioned, I'm just saying. Liver King
0: King has two personalities. What he allows you to see on his Instagram profile is the fucking Liver King that people may or may not like. But if you listen to him on a podcast, the dude is smart. And I'm long sorry, form. you're saying long form. He, you cannot, yeah. you cannot get to a place of wealth, yeah, and, not, and not and not have and fitness and fitness. I don't listen. Steroids aside, just because you take steroids doesn't mean you get jacked like Liver King. You have to put in the mother effing yeah. work to get like it's that. It's torture. It is. It is the discipline. That mm-hmm. guy has got the discipline. Does the same thing day in and day out. He makes his life better, and he's better today than he was yesterday.
1: Hey. Also, real quick, and while we're wrapping up, can we, real quick, a list of people, who
0: your name droppers, just uh, for, so I can have a nice clip of it. Paul Saladino. Paul Saladino, the liver king, and Max Lugavere. Mm-hmm. And if you want your own fitness programming, Ryan I Fisher. recommend Ryan Fisher.
1: And if Scott's allowed to add a name that Curtis would co-sign, Dr. Rhonda Patrick.
0: I think Dr. Rhonda Patrick's great. All right. And with that. Thank you very much for watching the Wack Attack podcast. All I always right, have I to get the last word in, and I always like to say the outro. So there we go.